Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the After Show with Mackenzie Stewart and Amy Shannon. Yes, another Friday with a literary dynamic duo. I'm Mackenzie Stewart. I'm an author, writer, and educator. And I'm Amy Shannon. I'm a writer, editor, book reviewer, and promoter. We're here to discuss everything literary. With over 15 years of literary experience between us, our mission is to educate and assist authors of all writing levels. Yes, uh, sorry. Uh, We discuss experiences, trends, arts, entertainment, and even interview literary professionals. So sit back, notebook and pen in one hand, a glass of wine in the other. And enjoy the after show. Hello, Amy. How are you? I'm doing all right. I guess I was a bit distracted, but, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it happens. (laughs) And I am uh, no, looking forward to our show. <laughs> oh, great, great, great. Well, it's just a little windy where I am, so hopefully um, the connection is going to be stable. So, um, um, But um, other than that, things are going very well. Uh, I know one of the things that we wanted to talk about at the top of the hour um, was writing in a different genre. Um, you know, from time to time, you know, people may want to uh, venture out and write in a different genre. Um, and this particular, um, as I mentioned, this particular uh, top of the hour topic um, is really dedicated to really um, give um, authors, you know, something to really sink their teeth into as they consider, you know, writing in a different genre. Right. And, you know, and writing in, yeah, writing in a different genre does it mean that you are writing something so extreme from, you know, like the extreme, say you're, you're writing Christian romance and then um, it doesn't mean that you to write in a different genre and that you have to go like the total opposite, like, I don't know, demons and vampires or whatever. I mean, you can do that, but sometimes it's just, okay, you're going from Christian romance and maybe you're just doing, um, maybe a, a Christian thriller, thriller or cozy mystery, something that's similar. Um, you know, it's not like a total um, opposite of what you are writing, um, but it's it's just something that's a bit different. I mean, it can be the total opposite, um, and then you have to think if you want to do, uh, use separate pen names, especially if you're going to um, from one type to something totally that has it doesn't fit in what with what you as this killer name is writing. Um, yes, and 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 I think um, first of all, you I think it's going to be important for uh, the author to know the different types of genres there are. Um, you know, there is about seven or eight different, you know, um, you know, popular genres. However, from those seven or eight, there are uh, a combination. Um, you know, you just mentioned a cozy mystery, and so you know that's going to be a combination, um, you know, of two genres put together. So it's going to be important. Um, and I know this is like a broken record, and, and basically <laughs> everything um, 
everything that really boils down to someone being able to write something um, is reading in that genre. You know, reading in that genre is, is going to be key in order to understand the mechanics of that genre because, you know, the cozy mystery, you know, um, you don't want it's to. It's clean. Um, There's no swearing in it. There's no viol- you right. know, violence, gore, stuff like that. Um, to be honest, I, until a couple of years ago when I actually read one, I had never heard of a cozy mystery. Um, and one thing I wanted just to um, mention to the audience is that um, when we say different genres, um, it's not fiction or nonfiction. I mean, those are two, those are the very broad genres. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a lot of times when I get a review request, I always ask the author to tell me what genre their book is in. And most of them are really good, but then I get the ones that say literary fiction. So mm-hmm. it's like fiction. So I get to read it and find out what it what it actually is. <laughs> Sometimes you can tell well, by the but title, you know- but you can't always... No, you can't, but Amy, that, that, so I know we're saying writing in a different genre, so I, I guess we need to pull it back just a little bit in your particular example that you gave. Um, perhaps, perhaps the very first step is understanding what your current genre is, right? Because, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> I've, I've, someone had me ask me to uh, help, um, you know, edit um, and help, you know, then, uh, launch their their work, and they told me what the genre was, and then as I was reading it, it was not what they said it was, and so yeah. um, I, you know, brought it up to that particular person's attention to say, hey, you know, you're saying that the genre is this, but as I'm reading, you know, your work, <clears throat> you know, it has it has all the elements of, you know, supernatural. Um, right. And, um, and, and, and the other piece of that was because the person was having some trouble, you know, writing and filling in, in the missing pieces of the story, and I do, believe that, I do believe that it was because they had not identified the right genre, um, yeah. that the story did not really make sense. Um, and when I say makes sense, you know, if, if, you know, the people in the story have to be doing some of the things that you're saying. So if it's a supernatural, then there should be some supernatural things that's happening, um, in, in yeah. the story. Um, and, um, so I, I think that's going to be the biggest part. So if you're writing, you really want to know very specifically what your genre is. Because that's going to be very important because you have to find your audience to be able to market the book too. Because if you're saying it's supernatural and then you're saying that, you know, and it's really, I don't know, science fiction or it's a thriller or just whatever, you, you may miss your boat on the audience. And then so you may feel as though, down the road, well, you know what, I want to write in a different genre uh, because this one, this book is not getting any traction, so I, I want to write in a different genre. 
And then it's like, well, I don't think that we identify the correct genre in the beginning. Um, so yeah. I think that's going to be very important. Just, <laughs> just you know, just kind of taking a step back um, and understanding now, the genre that you're currently writing. That and that's true. And a lot of times there may be um, similar. I mean, you know, if you have if you have a well written book, you have more than one plot. Um, you know, you have subplots, and you give your characters depth. And it's not um, impossible to have a, uh, a a mix of different genres, um, but you have to think of maybe what your your primary genre is. A lot of times, when um, when I post my reviews and I I have categories based on genres, you know, some of them. I have them kind of like put together because they would actually fit, you know, like angels, God, and heaven, or you know, it's it's one category um, that fits. But but I have found myself, you know, after I read read the book, I'm like, oh, it's this, and and they may say, oh, it's just a mystery, but then but it's like it's a thriller, it's suspenseful um it could be a horror all mixed in together so um because i've read it you know i have put it in those particular categories i put it in you know non-fiction fiction poetry plays um true crime you know uh different categories like that but then you know i want to tell the audience um what the book you know what different kind of genres it has in it. The authors should know that. I mean, and sometimes they do. Sometimes when they fill in that space that says genre, when they you know submit their request to me, um, it has multiple um, you know categories in it. But then there's some just don't you know they don't know, so they just put literary fiction, and then I'm like, oh okay, so I got to read the book. And then I get to figure out what their genre is. <laughs> well, and also with that, um, I, I think there is a missed opportunity. And so the missed opportunity is, um, you know, one of the things I mentioned before, you're not getting your, you're, you really haven't, you haven't zeroed in on your audience, right? So you haven't really zeroed in who you're actually going to market the book to or how you get traction for your book. So for instance, you know, in your example that you just gave, someone said, you know, fiction. Well, do you know how many millions and and billions of fictional books out there, right? So you, you so your book is lost in a sea of of a billion books. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll make people not feel as bad. Let's just say a million. So let's just back it down to a million. So your your book is floating around in a million million books. You know, so. It's going to be a needle in a haystack for anyone to find you and your work. So that's why it's really important to really hone in on your genre. So you can say, for instance, um, you know, you know, um, you know, one of the things that, so my books uh, are fiction, so I check that box, right? So I'm floating around in a million, right? <laughs> so I'm floating around yeah. in a million. Um, then, 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 you know, there, there's, you know, murder mystery. Okay, so I, you know, that number has come down significantly, right? 
Then yep. then the other category is LBGTQ, right? So then now that's a little bit more manageable um, because um, if you're looking for an LGBTQIA, um, you know, book, then you're going to hone in on it. So it, it just, you know, you, you want to – now, you don't want to make it too, too, too narrow um, by right. only just saying um, – you, you just don't want to just say LGBTQA, um, and you don't um, have some of the other elements because you can miss some people who's looking for um, a murder mystery or someone else who's you know um, you know looking for a, you know that type of book, whatever book it is that you're you're actually writing. Uh, so you you definitely want to know um, as you mentioned, you know um, you'd help people identify many different categories, um, you know, of their book. Um, because people need to be able to find you, and I think I think an author should um, <laughs> I'm going to say this have a conversation with themselves um, about why why do you want to write in a different genre? So you're writing in so you're writing in genre A. Why do you want to write in a different genre? Is it because you don't have any book sales in this first genre? then if, if that's the case, then you want to look at how you're categorizing your book so that you can reach your audience. Um, and, and that's going to be really important, um, you know, for people to understand, you know, who their audience is so they can actually really target market uh, their particular audience. That's true. And when you mention market and things like that, and I was thinking um, when you publish your book, um, you are, whether you do it yourself or whatever, you need to be able to either have um, keywords. So if someone is searching, like I know when I published my books, say on uh, Amazon, you know, KDP um, Publishing, they have after you, on the first page where you put in like, you know, the title and all of that, if it's, it asks you for categories for your book, and you can select two, and you want to dr drill down, you know, say it's a crime book, and then you want to drill down a little bit more, okay, is it um, private detective? Well, maybe it's a private detective, but it's a woman private detective, and they have that, you know, types of genres there, but they ask you for keywords. So these key words are when a, a, a reader goes to Amazon and they want, they're not sure what book they want, but they kind of know the genre they want to look in. So they might go, okay, they'll search for murder mystery. And then, you know, you got 5,000 or 5 million books that come up and they're like, Oh, yeah, I'm going to drill down a little bit more. Because so, if you go to Amazon, you type in murder mystery. And if you, you'll you see, like, there's, like, it makes a drop down of things that start with murder mystery. So you can use that. Oh, I want to do a murder mystery. And then you look at the other options and you're like, oh, I can drill down even more. So my book fits this one. And then you might select murder mystery plus, say, paranormal. Maybe it's, you know, that. And then 
maybe even after that you can drill down. And what you want to do, and you can test this on Amazon by doing it yourself to figure out the kind of keywords you want to use, but you have to know what genre, and you want people to be able to find your book. So what you want to do is you want to use these keywords, even and it's not like one word. You can use a phrase in it allows up to seven keywords and you can use a phrase in each one of those and you know you want to drill down as much as you can with what your genre really is about so that when you get to a certain point maybe now instead of five million you've drilled down to a particular um sub drama a uh, sub genre excuse me and now there's only maybe 5,000 books. So you're going from 5 million because you did murder mystery, but then you drill down and you use those as keywords. You do murder mystery, and then you do murder mystery and this other thing, and then maybe this other thing. Um, so you have, you know, if you want people to find you, even by accident, you know, there's, you know, they just happen. It happens to pop up, and they're like, oh, they look at the the cover, they look at how many reviews you have, they see, uh, they're reading the description, and when they're reading the description, and they see the title of the book, and they see the cover of the book, there's there's thinking, yeah, that looks like a murder mystery, but if you have like a cartoon character on the cover of your book. And you want to do like a horror film or a horror not film a horror book and but horror could be a lot of things too. you could drill down with that too. you know it's not just a man running around with a mask and a chainsaw could be um but you want people to be able to find you, and when they do find you, you want them interested in what they see. You know, they say don't judge a book by its cover. You would be if if you didn't know <laughs> better. I I know but people do. They're, they they well, mm-hmm. at, at least not to judge a book by its cover, but to see if their cover fits with what the description is saying about the book and what genre it's in. I mean, you know, you're not going to have a a cozy mystery with uh, a bloody knife on the cover. That's not a cozy mystery because, you know, it, it cozy is is a is less descriptive of the actual details of the murder or whatever the mystery happens to be. You know, it doesn't always have to be a murder mystery. Usually it is, but it could be a mystery about something else. So, um, you know, there's a lot of mysterious things in the world. So you have to kind of really know what genre you're writing. You know, sit down, Mm -hmm. write your book, then go back, you know, get your book down on paper however you want it get it on paper and then read it and then think oh well you know take notes if you have to it could be well we have a little bit of romance here we have a little bit of this in here but I really wanted it to be more um, say more chilling or thriller like or full of action so then you you know you kind of put it all together the way you want to write your 
book for yourself first and then go back through it and see how you can tailor it to fit in a target audience in a particular well, genre. Know, right, but but you they also definitely have to definitely write down all of, you know, what's happening in the book, but you, the book has to be the majority of something, right? So if yeah. there's just a, you know, you know, chapter 20, you know, I start going out with somebody and then chapter 21, I, you know, I'm no longer going out with them. So there was some romance, but now there's not. You know, so you want to make yeah. the worst thing, I've seen some reviews out there where people said that I thought this was a whatever book, and it's not. Yeah. Yeah, and so I've, I've seen some reviews um, um, out there um, just like that. So it's going to be important to make sure that you're writing in the correct genre. And, you know, you can definitely go online and find the, the there's at least, um, I mean, you know, there's some popular ones, but then you can go into multi-genres, right? And so there's lots of other uh, genres that, you know, over the last decade or so have really gained some popularity, like you mentioned, the cozy mysteries and some of those types of things um, out there. So, you know, you, you definitely want to, you know, research and make sure your book fits um, fits that genre to make sure that you're ac- accurately depicting that genre. Yeah, I've had, um, like I said, I, I hadn't heard of Cozy Mysteries until I read one a few years ago. But I've seen where someone put a genre in, and I'm like, is that a real genre? And I had to look it up. Like, I didn't know mm-hmm. what steampunk was. Um, you know, I, I oh, get I a couple of those. <laughs> you don't know until you read it. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. um, it's really interesting. Um, and then, you know, trying to fit it within certain things and then you know um like last week we talked about a historical novel but you don't want to just say it's historical you want to say what kind of thing it is um you know is it uh historical world war Two? you know is it time travel so there is some history in it or or whatever um you know, you have to be, you don't want to be too broad, but you don't want to be too specific. You've got to, like, figure out where the balance is because you don't want to say only maybe 1% of readers will read this book because it's it's so specific and anyone else will look at it and say, oh, no, no, that's not what I want, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean... When someone buys a book, and I'm not talking about myself because I don't do this, um, they look at the book, they, they do a search for the kind of books they want to read. Um, they uh, will look at the cover, they'll look at the description, they'll look at the reviews you have, and I'll tell you, if your description tells the whole story, what's the point of buying it? Um, that's just, mm. you know, you should know, you know, yeah, I mean, right, your title, your genre, your description, and the story itself should fit, you know, it should be, I mean, and you can be playful with, with a title and it, you know, it, um, a, you know, when, uh, 
I'm not a fan of this book, but when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, um, do you know how many romances or other books had similar titles? I mean, they were different, you know, it might be, I mean, even I did as another, um, you know, uh, when I wrote as a different pen name, I wrote um, Ten Shades of Black and Blue. Um, you know, people were playing on that particular type of title. Um, and and mm-hmm. that's not, you know, and, and that was a, a big thing. A lot of times I saw a lot of, especially a lot of romance stuff like that. And, um, you know, it was just because that was particularly popular and then they did a movie and, but um, anyways, I'm, not going to get into my uh, opinion on that story, but, you know, there are, like, I, I want to say fads because, you know, they're, they're there for a little while, you know, there's, like, this very popular thing, um, it comes out, and then other people kind of want to play off that um, popularity, so they, you know, they... they um, they thrive on, you know, they change, they make their titles kind of um, cutesy like that, and, um, you know, and it could be total opposite of what that particular one was, but everything just kind of needs needs to fit. You know, if you're telling your um, audience that this is um, paranormal, supernatural, um, vampires, um you know, you need to know what those mean. Um, I mean, I hope people know what vampires mean. But there is a difference between paranormal, supernatural. Um, there's a a difference between fantasy and fairy tales. Um, you know, there are similarities, but there are differences. And sometimes people put them together, and that's fine, as long as it, you know... It works. I mean, there can be supernatural sci-fi books or whatever, and I, I've i seen them, um, and they work, and sometimes they don't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I've seen it in books. I've seen it in, in um, scripts um, that I've yeah. read for um, movies. Um, I, you know, it, it, in that area, it definitely has to fit because you have to make sure that your characters, I mean, even with a book, you have to make sure your characters are doing that supernatural thing or that paranormal thing um, to make sure that the, that the story actually works. And I know this is, like, totally off topic, but I'm going um, um, to put my two cents worth uh, into this. You know, when, when you're getting someone feedback, and um, and I know sometimes people, you know, so I have people who say to me, um, <laughs> that lovingly they say this, oh, yeah, you need to kill Kindle off. You know, uh, I don't like Kindle. So, I mean, I kind of take that with a grain of salt, right, because, you know, um, right. I love Kindle. I love Kindle. Yeah, she's evil. And, That's uh, just the best part. Kindle, so, so, right, and so um, – Spoiler alert, Kindle isn't going anyplace anytime soon. So, um, <laughs> Thank God. I mean, so when, when you are, you know, giving someone feedback about their story and they're not 
receptive, but when they've asked you to read their story. So it's not like I'm, like, free willy-nilly, like, going around, like, reading people's book and calling them up on the phone or sending them emails or sending them, um, you know, direct messages saying, hey, let me give you some feedback about your book, right? So I don't do that because I don't. I do. Um, I do. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when someone is, you know, asking me, you know, for feedback and I'm reading it and I'm giving them feedback, and it's like, oh, no, I, I thought this was, like, ready to go. This was, like, really good good to go. And I was like, well, it's, it's a really good first draft. Oh, I, I just thought it was ready for me to um, to start filming or ready for me to start, you know, the publishing process. And I think that um, – <laughs> I, I, and I, I really do, I really do um, hate that. But, um, um, but yeah, if you're if you're asking someone to give you feedback and they're giving you feedback, um, I think you should you you should really dig into what um, what they're saying and definitely want to ask some follow up questions to make sure that you are. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not saying that my, my feedback is, is, you know, anything anybody should accept, but if you're asking me to help you and you're asking me for my feedback and I'm giving it to you, um, I'm giving it to someone from a place of experience. Exactly. I, I get the, you know, um, people ask, you know, ask me for feedback as well, and and not just with my reviews, but, you know, sometimes they're just like, I don't know if I'm good enough, and, um, but, you know, and it's also, and when you are giving, when when you get feedback, listen to what they're saying. Sometimes it can be very helpful. Sometimes they're just saying, oh, yeah, like, like you said, oh, you need to kill off this character. Well, too bad. <laughs> you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. your story, not theirs. You know, and it's just like, I, I find myself, um, you know, I'll be watching a movie or TV, and they kill off character. I'm like, why? Oh man, I love that character. And then I'm thinking, oh yeah, I would have probably done the same thing. But you know, <laughs> I mm-hmm. I forget how many characters I've killed off. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's also how you give feedback as well. Um, you know, I can see fans, t- you know, talking to you about your book and oh, this, this and that, and you know, you sh- oh, you should do this, or I wish these this couple would get together, or I wish they would break up, or I wish she would just kill this guy. You know, you you get those kind of things, and um, but really, it's the the feedback that you get. You should really just listen to because sometimes it's just telling you all right you're if it's a manuscript it's a play oh yeah it's um like you said it's a it's a good first draft and then you could follow it up with giving an example of okay there's this i don't understand how um you know what happened it it seems like there's a piece missing because it doesn't tell me what happened to this person or to that person you know it's like you know like it's just an assumption or something you know sometimes there's those pieces that as a writer when when you go back at draft after 
draft, we, oh, it's missing this piece or it needs to conclude or why did this, you know, maybe this needs to be moved to a different spot. Um, but when you uh, have someone read your work, for one, that's, you know, that's a big thing. You're you're handing over something you did to, to someone else and you're asking for the for your feedback. So if you're asking for feedback, expect to get it. And I would recommend that if you're going to ask someone for feedback, ask someone who has experience, maybe another author or another um, a, another writer or, or someone that has um, experience with um, something that is related to what you um, you do. When um, I remember when I uh, one of I think it was the third book that I I wrote I had um, it was about a, a woman who uh, her backstory was that she had been severely attacked and she didn't like being touched and she was an ex cop and she was trying to solve her own crime basically um, but she had two best she had these best friends, and they were a gay couple. And I had a really close friend at the time. And after I wrote the book and, you know, got to, you know, almost the final draft, I asked him to read it because I wanted to make sure that I portrayed the gay couple or and as individuals in a way that was non-offensive. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and... You know, or you know, maybe how they, maybe I don't know. I, I mean, I was not wasn't part of that community. I had friends that were, but um, you know, there's certain ways they they talk to each other. You know, um, I didn't know if they called each other honey or whatever. You know, this was um, kind of new for me to, as a writer to um, put this stuff in. I mean, now I know a lot about it, but. Um, back then I didn't, so I had him read it, and he only made a few changes, and it was just, um, you know, dialogue of, you know, like, uh, if you were calling someone, maybe they, they were flamboyant. I mean, I would, I put, you know, oh, you're such a girl, and he changed it, and he's like, no, you change it to femme, you know, and that's not something that I knew about, and I wasn't being offensive, I just didn't know that, um, and, you know, it was kind of like a, a joke and stuff like that. But, um, you know, knowing, uh, you know, just having someone who who just, like, knows that. I mean, that was why I wanted him to read the book, and I told him why I wanted to read the book. And he did like the book, and he, um, you know, he gave me feedback. But he at first, the first thing he did was give me the feedback that I really wanted to make sure uh, you know, that was what I want. So if you're asking someone for feedback, um, tell them kind of what you're looking for. You know, um, maybe you just want, okay, tell me about, you know, the story as a whole or just your opinion on what you think the story is. Or you might say, you know, um, I'm really looking to see if my characters seem fully developed, you know, you might want to be specific 
because that's what you really want to know. You probably you think you nailed this other stuff, but you're unsure that you've got this other stuff right. So it's also knowing who to ask for feedback, um, especially somebody that has experience with what you want to find out. Yeah, and, and, you know, one of the things that um, that I found in in writing uh, as an author. I never let my opinion about anything I write about creep into the story. Now, my characters may be very opinionated about what's happening in the story, but it's not me. So it's not the author's voice that is overshadowing, um, and I am making an opinion about anything um, in the book, Um, you know, because I know my character, Doris, is very opinionated about Julia. And... um, and 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 um she keeps a watchful eye over her um and you know she you know she has her own opinion about what's happening in the story and i think that's going to be important too um to notice that and and so also when you're when you're mentioning getting someone to read you know your story get them to read for tone for tone as well because you want to make sure yeah. that um the characters are doing the um, um, the speculation. They're doing the um, you know the, the characters are really the ones who have have the opinion about what's happening or what's going on with the story and about the other characters as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you might think of a, a teen, and that just reminds me. Think of a teenage girl. And their mother, her mother is telling her to clean her room for like the hundredth time. She's sitting there or she's standing there with her arms crossed and she's rolling her eyes. And she just like, huh, you know, you think about that in, in real life and in the, the tone of that. And that's just, you know, something very simple. And also, um, before you ask for feedback, if, if you're, uh, like a lot of my stories are dialogue driven. Um, there are narrations in there, but a lot of them are the conver- you learn a lot from the conversations from the people that are talk the characters that are talking to each other. And to me, they're people. You know, they're um, going on, and and I see them as you know what they're doing. You know, I can picture them when I when I'm writing on when I was writing and what they're saying and how they're doing it. But one thing I would also do, too, is with the dialogue, I would read it out loud. And sometimes I might have my son come in and say, hey, I'll read this part, you read this part. And I want to see if the dialogue flows right. You know, you read word for word. And that way, does it sound like dialogue or does does it sound like you're talking like a robot, you know, um, and you're not supposed to be a robot, you know, things like that. So you want to make um, – you know, and that might be something you are asking um, a person for feedback. You want to make sure the dialogue sounds uh, sounds right, especially if, say, you're a doctor or your character is a doctor or your character is a police officer or your character is a lawyer, you know, and the way they talk. Um, I have a, a character who's a doctor, but she has a reputation for basically she she does speak in uh, medical jargon, and I've done a lot of research on 
on that kind of thing and what to describe certain processes. But she's the kind of doctor that will try to explain things in plain English. Um, her husband always says that sometimes he wishes she wouldn't explain it in plain English because he really does not want to know what that actually meant. Um, you know, and that's kind of like his, his joke. You know, he's like, what do you mean? And then she tells him, she's like, oh, I wish I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's how that... Um, that character is. I mean, and you can get a doctor that, you know, all he does, and I've had them, is just sit there and uh-huh, 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 write notes, not look at you, leave, and you don't think he's mm-hmm. listening. Uh-huh, so. uh-huh. Yeah, um, I do, I, so, yeah, this is this is a really great dialogue. I do want us to move into um the second part um, of our show that we are going, going to discuss, um, I, I know you had a very um, you had a very challenging week. Um, you had some, you know some you know individuals to reach out uh, regarding marketing and how to help and support uh, them in marketing their work. Um, you know, editing services that you offer. You had many people. She requests you to help edit. So um, uh, great job, great job there. People are noticing the great work that that you do uh, to help and support. Um, But there was something that came up that was quite um, disturbing and um, really wanted to um, call it out um, to the audience just to make sure. One of the things that we see, um, on a weekly basis, it, it's not daily because if it was daily, I think um, I would, um, I think I would lose it. Um, but even seeing it on a weekly basis, it's just it really tears my heart apart um, to hear people being taken advantage of. And one of the things that came up this particular week was, um, you know, a client reached out. Um, a, a potential client reached out and asked uh, some advice about, you know, some marketing work, and um, they were being charged for things that there's no way that you can promise someone. Um, you know, for instance, you can't promise someone how many books, how many books they will sell if I represent them. You, 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 you have no idea. You have no exactly. idea. So, so, so let's just say, Jack, you know, I cannot tell Jack, oh, Jack, I'm going to represent you, and um, you're going to sell. We're going to start May 1st, and by the end of May, you're going to sell 200 books. Unless I'm going to buy all of, all of Jack's books, Exactly. I don't know that Jack is gonna. I don't, I don't know if Jack is gonna sell two hundred. Now, if I'm gonna buy the two hundred books, Jack is guaranteed that I'm gonna. You know, so yeah. you know, someone made a yeah, someone made a guarantee um, about that. Someone also made within that same conversation the the guarantee about um, you know traffic, traffic right? Web, website traffic, yeah, yeah. Website traffic, and so <clears throat> unless then I'm going to visit Jack's website, you know, uh, 
200 times, you know, I cannot, you know, I cannot guarantee. I can do all of the marketing, marketing. Um, we, I mean, we, we've got, we've gotten social media down to knowing when to post our, um, <laughs> our posts, our tweets and everything, the time of day that people will read them, right? We, we, we kind of got that down. Um, <laughs> there's a time frame uh, that, Yeah, you know, I know. Mine people, went, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, and so we kind of we kind of got that down. But, but besides that, um, you know, the people are making guarantees about certain things that is really impossible for anybody to know, and really, um, really, really make guarantees and, and charge someone something that. Um, was really outlandish for the type of work that they um, were going to do for this particular individual, and so um, you know, you know, it's scary writing a book for the first time. It is because you don't know what to do. Um, you know, I've been reading your Twitter, <laughs> your Twitter posts, and um, you know, there, there's some people who think that book reviews are important. There's some that, you know, um, they don't necessarily think they're important. Um, but, but you know, it, it's important, you know, to make sure you have those kind of things. But it's also equally important to do your research so you can know um, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. I, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, yeah. And you really want to connect. I know we work so isolated because, you know, we're authors and we're not writing. If we're not writing with anyone, we're just writing alone. And then it, com- it becomes really scary when you're trying to um, post something out there and you don't really know what else am I supposed to do. And then somebody comes along and they're telling you about all these things and then you start giving them all your money and the things that they're telling you are, are, are very um, unrealistic. And also, and I, I've noticed that some sometimes um, that say they'll say, "Oh, I can give you all this," and they'll list a bunch of stuff. I'll just say stuff for right now, and <laughs> some of it is, you know, I'm not going to say the other S word, but they give you this list. Of, okay, these are all the things that I can do for you. And then, you know, they might have a couple things. They're guaranteeing stuff that they can't really guarantee because nothing really in life is guaranteed except you're going to be born and you're going to die. And then you have to pay taxes somewhere in between. But, you know, it's like um, you can't guarantee sales. It's like telling somebody to go stand out in the middle of your driveway and maybe – or, or definitely someone's going to run you over in, in your own driveway, you know. But there's also they use – they may use phrases that, I mean, there's some phrases that I'm familiar with, um, but someone else may not be familiar with. And I only know um, some of the things – I saw one of the lists that this person had received from – this person who this other person who was supposed to represent them and they went on about you know um SEOs and um you know website traffic i was going to say trafficking but that's not the same <laughs> <laughs> that's something to- 
totally different. Um, but right. it didn't spec- for one, it didn't specify what website. Um, it, it didn't mention if the author had a website, if they were going to create one, if they were going to create an author page off of their particular site, you know, things like that. Talked about SEO and then these other things. And if you didn't know what those were, they may sound, I mean, and they can be important, but, you know, they're mixed in with a bunch of other stuff. So you think, oh, well, I, yeah, I need all that. Well, you don't, um, if you're new, even if you're not new to the publishing world and you're trying something different, you know, you decide, okay, I'm, I'm going to um, go with a traditional publisher or I'm going to go, um, I'm going to look at a small press or a print-on-demand or there's, they have these things, and I did a lot of um, searches or research on publishers recently, and I learned that there was something called an RVP, and I didn't know what that was. So I had to look it up and figure out what it was. Um, there are some other ones, um, you know, collaboratives and collectives, and there's a bunch of different publishing type of things. So it's important to know what something is, um, even if somebody, you know, it's like somebody giving you a legal contract that's all in legal ease, and you have no idea except maybe that your name is party of the first part and blah blah blah. Um, when you are given a list of stuff of what this um, person company can do for you as an author, it's important to know what each thing is. Um, because some things aren't guaranteed. I mean, you know, SEO, it really helps you or your website, and it's for for websites getting out, so make sure that when somebody Googles your name, it pops up or they, um, you know, gives you your website pops up. I mean, if you go out and if you go to Google or even another search engine and you type in author Amy Shannon, all my crap is going to show up. Every, and then it was like the first two or three pages, and um, it'll show everything under the sun um, because I have, you know, the proper SEOs, and I know how to do that. But not everyone knows how to do that. That's because I, I, you know, I, I work on our websites and things and do our social media, so I'm familiar with that. But when there's things I'm not familiar with, I want to know what they are before I, you know, sign off on something, put my name next to it. You know, I'm not going, it's like I won't um, vouch for a publisher, a publicist, um, an editor or anything unless I've uh, worked with them and know their, their work or I probably vetted them, and and I do that a lot. I vet my the authors who ask do requests. I I vet uh, their publishers. I look at um, you know who's representing them, especially if there's someone I haven't um, heard heard from before, and they may be new. I get a lot of um, you know I'll call them cold emails where someone will just send me a a request and I've never met them before, so they have to go through proper procedures. Um, you know I'm not going to put my name on anything. I don't know what it is, and if 
um, you know, if it's, uh, uh, I want to say, uh, if it's valid, you know, it, it's um, it's the truth, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> we, we've, like, researched, we've researched a couple phrases that um, people have said to us, and we're like, wait a minute, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. And then we yeah. like we've like gone down a rabbit hole, like trying to figure out what it is, and we, we did come up with an answer. And it's like, okay, what this person is saying is is true, but how they did it was not the right way. And so, so in the back of our mind, we 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 talked among our amongst ourselves to figure out if we wanted to work with this particular person or not because of the untruth that was actually told. So I think there's a lot to be said here. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do a lot of vetting ourselves. Um, you know, even even um, people who want to, to be interviewed on our show, um, we yeah. do vet them, um, you know. Um, yeah. Vet them, cyberstock them, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, um, you know, we speak to them on the phone to really know um, a little bit more about them because it's important um, for us to, to really get a good feel for who we will be representing because whenever you're on the show, um, regardless, you know, if you are, um, you know, paying the fee uh, to be on the show, um, we want to make sure that we're representing uh, someone who is actually doing the work and, um, you know, in, in publishing their own work and, and doing things the right way. Exactly, and that's one thing that um, I had found. Um, like you mentioned, um, I've had an abundance of review requests in the past week, week and a half, and there's reasons <laughs> for that. But one of them what I, I was thinking about, and um, if someone has never asked me for a review request, um, that I have a procedure on how to do it. You go, you know, you go to my website, you click on request a review, you read the information, you fill out a form. I even have how-to videos that I created that are also on the website so you can see, you can navigate and it will show you how to do certain things and filling out the forms and stuff like that. But, and I noticed that I could have, I could have Three or four hundred people say on Twitter and saying, "Oh yes, review my book." But the minute I tell them, "You have to do," uh, please go fill out this form, and then it's like, "Oh, they don't want to do the work." Well, I get so many requests that I I need to have this process. Otherwise, I would not be able to handle the volume of requests that I get. Um, so I have to have these policies and procedures. Um, and but sometimes... Amy, okay, Amy, Amy, think yeah. about it. Just just think about it. Because I saw all I saw all those posts, but just think about it. Yeah. So they're, they're going to put... And I responded to, to every single for, one. <laughs> for, you, for you to go to Amazon and get the book and give them a review... And yet they can't do the work, right? You know what I'm saying? There was a few people that says, you know, give me the information or whatever. But the, but I don't know how many people, you know, actually filled out whatever. But but there were so Six. many who – how many? 
six from that were from Twitter. Okay. Six did. Okay, and, and there was like like four hundred posts, so it was like four hundred. Yep. But but uh-huh. what they wanted you to do, they wanted. I mean, you're first of all, you're already doing it for free, and then then you're already doing it for free, and then then they wanted you to buy the book. They wanted you to, um, you know, as you post a review. But here's the thing: what they don't understand is. You're not just posting it on Amazon. You're posting it on Goodreads. You're posting it on Amazon, Bookblur. Like it's like so many different places, and 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 for them not to take the initiative to do it, I, I just think that's just really different. That that's just really different for me. That's that's just my yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that that's that's fine because I found that too. It's um, I'm probably one of I don't want to say the only reviewers because there's probably a few that maybe do that that post as widely as I do um, I have certain things like I don't post on Instagram unless their representative or the author has an Instagram account you know because then I can tag them in it um, but um, you know I, I post on Amazon like you said Barnes & Noble if it's listed there Goodreads if it's listed there mm-hmm. Kobo which is also Walmart ebooks if it's listed there BookBub um, I will do a second review of an audio book but that's a separate review um, and I post on uh, my website's blog and from that particular blog when I um, put the cover on I could put the cover in the post, and that cover is linked to the um, a buy link that the author prefers. Usually it's Amazon, but sometimes it might be um, to, like, their publisher's um, book page, you know, selling page or whatever, or their own selling page. And, you know, you click on the book, it goes to that link. And then from that, underneath, I share on Facebook not just on my book review blog, but also my um, Amy Shannon Novelist page, I share on Twitter, and I also share on LinkedIn. And I use um, these hashtags that um, uh, I find are really important, and everything has a Reviews Matter um, image on it, because they do. Um, it's I do a lot that I don't have to do, but I want authors that I read and review for to have a wide visit as much as wide visibility that I could, um, you know, possibly give them. I can't guarantee that their sales that they'll they'll have sales, but I'll tell you, I've had authors that told me that. As soon as like my review posted, their sales went up for a little while, or mm-hmm. they were just mm-hmm. they were thinking, um, oh, I don't know if I want to write anymore. I send them the review because I always tell authors when their review has been posted, and I send them a copy of it, and they're like, oh, that it came just in time because I was ready to like throw my typewriter across the room, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I know. Those reviews are I very important. I do it because, I, this, yeah. This has been the After Show. I'm Mackenzie Stewart. You can find us on social media and our website, as well as other podcast streaming sites.
And I'm Amy Shannon. Anything that you need to know about us is on our website, we, theaftershow.wixsite.com slash home. So whether you want to write a book or just read one, we have to show for you. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.